Welcome to the Sales Lead Dog Podcast, hosted by CRM technology and sales process expert, Christopher Smith, talking with sales leaders that have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Listen to find out how the best of the best achieve success with their team and CRM technology. And remember, unless you are the lead dog, the view never changes. Welcome to Sales Lead Dog. Today, we have joining us Rich Van Dorn. Rich, welcome to Sales Lead Dog. It's my pleasure. Rich, tell us about yourself and your company. So uh, like I said, I'm Rich Van Dorn. I am the uh, President and Global Chief Revenue Officer for Avasa Technology Solutions. Uh, we are a global uh, IT outsourcing provider. We do uh, global IT outsourcing, mostly in the partner space. Oh, in about 190 countries today. So uh, we, uh, as you can imagine, uh, are, are quite busy. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, uh, we are uh, experiencing a, a wonderful thing in the scenario we find ourselves in right now. So uh, we don't get to just experience uh, COVID in, uh, in the U.S. We get to experience it on a global basis. So um, we're, uh, we, uh, we turn wrenches and fix computers and servers and laptops, desktops, uh, networks uh, all around the world right now. So that's, uh, that's our claim to fame. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. 190 countries. That it's kind of mind-boggling to think about um, okay. that number. It keeps us busy, that's for sure. Oh, I I can only imagine. So I'm waiting uh, for the Pope. I'm waiting for the Pope to call because we're not quite in Vatican City. Yet, so. <laughs> that's high on the priority list. It's, right? it's on the list. someday, someday. <laughs> we just need an in. We no, just it's says, right you know, 191. I'm trying to get in there. So <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll make some calls. <laughs> yeah, you make some calls. <laughs> Uh, Rich, when you think back over your career, what are the three things that have really contributed to your success? Um, well, uh, yeah, a lot of perseverance. So I, I think, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of doors that have been closed, but there's a lot of doors that have been opened too. And um, my uh, my grandfather would say it's the stick to itiveness, right? So, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of, of, of folks today that I don't think have the fortitude to kind of stick with it. They get uh, a door closed and they figure that that's it. I got to try something else. Um, you know, I think the, the next one would be finding um, people that you can lean on and finding a good mentor. Uh, I've been very blessed to have some very good people guide me along the way. Uh, and finding those people that can lead you down the right path. Uh, and the ones that are actually interested in your success uh, without having something in it for themselves. I think that's pretty special and pretty rare. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, beyond that, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's actually realizing that, uh, you know, marketing isn't just about uh, what you're, you know, who you're working for. It's about finding a way to market yourself, right? And we, we forget that we're a product um, and, um, you know, we always think that what we have to market is, is, you know, something else in front of us and, um, that we've got to be careful and, and recognize that, that we're one of those things and, uh, and, uh, you know, finding those opportunities for us to, to effectively market ourselves is something that's pretty important. You know, I think that's pretty rare too. When I'm, when we are posting for a position and reviewing resumes, there's a lot of people that don't understand that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I, you know, I, and again, as a guy who reviews a lot of resumes and actually you know, is posting for positions on a, on a regular basis, I get some stuff that, 
you know, I just, you know, you realize it's, 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 you know, you could probably find a better way to kind of position yourself uh, in such a way that, that would actually have made this a little more appealing, right. maybe gotten your foot through the door. Uh, but, uh, you know, the way I look at it, it's, it's just not enough to make it to the next stage. And that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Mentorship comes up a lot. Uh, when I ask people that question for the mentors that you've had, did you approach them or did they approach you? It's been both ways actually. Uh, and, and, um, in some cases I've had some people that have come to me and said, you know, listen, Rich, you're. Uh, you're a nice guy, you're a talented guy, I want, you know, would you consider letting me open a door for you? Uh, in other cases, it's taken some uh, humbling myself and saying and approaching people that I didn't know if they would do it and, and saying, you know, would you be willing? Um, you know, I really admire you. Uh, you're somebody that I look up to. Uh, you're in a role that I'd like to be in someday. Uh, would you consider being somebody that would would guide me on my path, at least, you know, review my resume, open a door for me, tell me how to shape my career. Uh, and sometimes they've said, you know, I'm too busy, not interested. In other cases, uh, they said, absolutely, I'm honored that you would even consider asking me to do something like this. Right. And uh, it's been a, an absolute, absolute blessing and honor when they've done that for me. Yeah. If someone is going to approach you to say, hey, Rich, I'd like you to be my mentor, what's the, the wrong way to do that? Uh, arrogantly, <laughs> you know, I mean, and you've got some people that almost uh, that, that have done it in the past where it's almost an expectation. Right. Uh, and, and, um, and uh, you know, I think that it, uh, it really depends on on whether it's it's uh, um, if they treat it as it's, if you're somehow obligated to do that. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I think in, in some cases, if there's, if there's a relationship, if there's something else there where, where there's an in uh, for you to do that, um, out of the blue is sometimes hard because, you know, especially in the roles that a lot of us fill, uh, and I had to recognize that coming up also, is having somebody completely that you have zero relationship, zero connection with, um, uh, all of a sudden send you a message and say, hey, listen, would you? Uh, that's awfully hard to do. Right. Uh, I, and I have in the past, um, but it takes a very intriguing proposition to get my attention, right? right? Because even on things like our connection, LinkedIn, I see 100, 200 requests a day at this point. Yep. Um, and I ignore 199, yep. right? Yep. And I pay attention to, to one. And, and, and unfortunately, that's just because of the, the, the volume of, of activity I see. Oh, yeah. um, and it, and it, and it just, it, it's got to be something that catches your attention that's worth you carving out that chunk of time. So it's got to be something that makes the most sense that says, this person is worth truly investing my time in. Right. They're going to take advantage of it. They're going to make use of that time. They're going to consume that. Uh, and and it's, it's not going to be a waste for me they're going to actually do something with it and make something of themselves. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I, I get bombarded as well. And it's usually by people trying to sell something. And when I look at those messages, I, it's clear to me that there's a gap in understanding around how you engage with people like that, let you don't know. And a very strong gap. Um, and it, I think it correlates to what you're saying too about trying to sell yourself or providing something of uh, 
of value or just the way you position it, if you're going right in for that ask or the, or kind of arrogant or whatever, it's skip onto the next one. Do sure. you, what, you know, when you guys are approaching customers and through your sales process and all that, um, are you guys leveraging LinkedIn for, to engage with prospects? We, we do, but a lot of our, a lot of our effort is literally come from word of mouth. I mean, we, you know, really? you'll see me on link, LinkedIn um, a, a lot and talking to, to folks, but our business, Avaso has been, um, or I consider us a young company. Uh, we were founded in 2012. So, I mean, for the companies that I've come from, um, we're, we're a baby, right? right. Um, but we have had exponential growth. We've grown uh, at 100% or greater growth rate for the last seven, eight, nine years, right? So, which is yeah. insane growth, right? It really is. Uh, and it's all partner driven. 95 to 98% of our growth is all through partners. Right. Um, so we are, from a direct business perspective, we don't tend to grow that way. Um, and, and in the partner game space, um, a lot of times we deal with things like channel conflict, right? So yeah. you'll see the same deal show up in different areas. But um, the benefit for me is it keeps my cost of sales down. Right. So, uh, so I don't have to invest with hundreds of sales reps. I can, I can still have efficiency in my sales team. Um, now, the benefit of that is, is um, you know, with the efficiency, um, what I can do is, is I, can, I can take the benefit of positive word of mouth. So if I do well, uh, on one deal, I can get positive word of mouth on another deal. And, uh, and again, we, I work in a very small industry, right? It, grand scheme of things. You think of IT outsourcing, it's a multi, multi-billion dollar industry. But in the end, it's a very, very small world, right? right? And, and so uh, when reps transfer organizations, they go from one spot to another. Um, it, it's, it's very, very small. And, and for us, um, if you mess up in one spot, you mess up everywhere. Right. That, that word gets around very, very fast. Um, but if you succeed well, that also gets around very, very fast. Right. And so we're very, very big on making sure that it's very high quality effort, that we don't mess up on our delivery structure, that we're very, very focused. And so word of mouth for us becomes something that is, is incredibly important and in making sure that we get that referral, that we get that next, uh, that next uh, lead, uh, so to speak, right? So, um, um, so sometimes the, that becomes more critical for us in the partner space than next necessary, the next ad, than the next, right. you know, view on LinkedIn um, because of how we sell, right? Um, and, and that becomes more critical. So you talk, you mentioned referrals, and they're getting that next referral. Is that baked into your sales process? That ask for a referral. Uh, it is, and it's becoming more and more uh, critical to what we do, yep. right? Is, is, you know, we've got, we did well on this one here. And sometimes it's not just a, it's just a, uh, you know, can you talk to the procurement? Can you talk to somebody else? It's, can you talk to the next sales guy in your team? Right. Right. So, so it's, it's the crosstalk within the various organizations. Can you introduce us to the next guy that's solutioning your next deal? Right. Uh, you know, the next person that's going to put together the technical piece of this. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's where we start to see uh, real value in finding out who's actually shaping the next uh, deal that's coming across, because it's not always the people you think it is. Right. And I think that's pretty critical as well is, 
is um, a lot of sales folks don't understand who's truly the real decision maker um, and, and right. who's making the decision. So who to go after when you're trying to get a referral? Right. Uh, we think it's procurement, we think it's finance, but, but the people who are really making the decisions aren't often who you think they are. Um, and and uh, when you find out who it is, you can tune that dial pretty fast right. and hone in on it. And then the business really starts coming in. Right. And that's where you can really start driving exponential value in your organization. Right. right. That's crazy. How did you get your start in sales? I fell into it. Um, so I didn't I didn't plan on it. I mean, I think everybody's got a creative story, you know, right. uh, you know, kids and lemonade stands and whatnot. I mean, you always hear this type of stuff. And, you know, yeah, my, my mom dragged me into, a, uh, you know, her her title company as a kid. So I mean, but but the reality is, is is when I started in IT, my, my plan was I was going to be a technical guy. You know, I put on a jumpsuit. Um, I crawled under buildings through black widow spiders and I was drilling holes and soldering cables and, you know, doing, you know, Banyan vines and Novell networks and, and all that type of stuff. I didn't intend to be a sales guy. Um, but, you know, I fell through that, you know, I, I was, I led from there to, you know, data centers and programming and leading IT teams. And then I fell from there into solutioning uh, deals and engagements. And then from there into, uh, some uh, sales management, uh, uh, and then I became a chief of staff for a sales team, and then I fell into this role, uh, which I absolutely love. I love what I do, and the teams I get to work with, um, and the company I get to work for. So, um, would I have thought that I would be where I'm at today, uh, doing what I'm doing uh, as a 20-year-old kid? Not on your life. Right. Um, it was sure as heck wasn't my plan. I thought I was going to be, you know, one of the guys with the big beards and, you know, the plaid shirts that you slipped a pizza box under the door uh, who never saw the light of day. Right. Um, but uh, instead, I, uh, I get to work with a lot of really great people and, uh, and, uh, and sell the stuff that keeps everybody, uh, everybody going. That's cool. When you uh, think about a sales team and building out a sales team, what is that? one thing or, or group of skills that really differenti differentiates the top salespeople from everybody else? Um, relationship uh, and the ability to form uh, solid relationships and the ability to shut up and listen. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, the only other things granddad said is, you know, you got two ears and one mouth and, you know, God gave you them in proportion for a reason. <laughs> Right. I liked your granddad. He's got some great. <laughs> so, so, so uh, you know, and, and, and that was, that was, that, that, you know, that's something that's, that's pretty important. Right. And we have a lot of folks that want to talk and they don't want to listen to what the client has to say. Yep. Um, and then we have a lot of folks that also would rather dictate what the client must have and don't really understand what the client needs. Yep. Um, and too often we have a product that we want to push. And it, it has nothing to do with what the client needs to solve the problem. Right. And, um, and oftentimes um, um, we, we, we talk about um, uh, the inability to be, or we talk about this, 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 um, this concept of, of the only product on my shelf is what the company has given me. 
Um, and and there's, there's nothing else that I can do in order to solve what the client has in front of them. And, and, and uh, um, as a sales guy, in some ways, sometimes the best answer that you have is it's not me. I, I don't have your product. Right. Right. But I can tell you who does. Right. And that's so hard for a sales guy to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, is to give up the sale. Yep. Um, sometimes we hold on a little too tight. Right. And um, and that's where the relationship side of the house comes into play is uh, is the ability to say, based on the relationship, I will give up the sale because I care about you enough um, and, and your success um, that I'm willing to, to let it go. And, and we don't do that enough. Um, and, and I think a client values that a little bit more because they'll respect you when all is said and done. Oh, I believe so. And you're building a long-term relationship with that act, not just a short-term transactional relationship. Um, and, and that's important. And, yeah. and, and that's, and that's, and that's, and that's, um, you know, many times I think we're in for the sprint, not the marathon. Right. And, and that's, and that's what it comes down to is, is I would rather, I would rather be in for the marathon than the sprint because in the end, the marathon is, is where the company itself makes more money. Um, the sprint is, is great. It puts quick money in your pocket. Uh, and it's a great win and everybody claps their hands and, you know, yay, go team. And, and, you know, you've got a, a, a pat on the back, but um, in the end, is it really a win-win for everybody? And I know that's business word bingo and everybody loves that great term, but uh, is it really uh, truly uh, everybody wins in that, in that particular case? Yep. Um, are you willing to give up a sale for the relationship? And that'll really tell me whether or not you are in it for the customer. Um, and, and, and the customer will recognize that as well. Right. Very fast as a matter oh, of Oh yeah, time. you betcha. What was the hardest part of your transition from a salesperson to a sales leader? What was the toughest part for you? Well, toughest part from the transition from a salesperson to a sales leader, yeah. um, not doing it all myself and not trying to tell somebody how they needed to do their deal. Um, and I think that's, I think it'd be said almost on any type of leadership position is letting somebody make their own mistake, but also recognizing that there are more than one way to do something. Right. Um, and, and I mean, that, and that's true for any type of leadership role. Um, I, you know, I think the challenge that we run into, and I talk to this about um, not just new leaders, but old leaders all the time is um, there are probably 20 ways to get the same job done. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, black and white only really holds true on so many things. I mean, finance is always pretty much black and white, but, yeah. but, but I mean, numbers, numbers are always on or off. Right. So, but, but in the end, how you get to one and zero is, is, you know, there's, there's several different flavors and just because you shape a deal differently than I would shape a deal um, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right and you're wrong, as long as it ends up with the result that delights the customer. Right. And, um, um, and and that's that's always hard um, to give somebody enough space to be able to be creative and and to guide them from a distance, uh, but still let them be successful. Um, but also to let them fail. I think watching somebody fail and knowing that they're probably going to fail, um, that's hard. It's hard as a parent, but it's hard as a leader as well, especially if you care about your people. I think it's easier if you really don't, don't care about them at all. 
Right. Um, uh, you know, then it's easy to sit back with a Coke and a popcorn and, you know, watch somebody fail and, you know, joke about it with your buddies. But if you care about your people, um, uh, watching somebody fail is tough yeah. uh, and you don't want your people to fail. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, and, you know, you want people to succeed because you want to celebrate their success. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's always tough is, is sitting back and not saying, you know, that's not how I would do it. I would have done it this way. Right. Um, but, but, but yeah, I mean, initially when you first do it, it's, it's very difficult to stop and step back and say, you know, well, why don't you do it this way? Or why don't you do it that way? Talking about failure, expanding on that. Is there one deal from your career where you just, you thought you had it and then it just fell apart and you lost it? Oh, sure. I, you want just one or you want one of 20? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, 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 it, I mean, it happens. I could probably list off several, but yeah, I mean, of course, the deals where I've been notified that, you know, yeah, you've won the deal. It's, it's a done deal and it's come and we're getting ready to, to sign it and it's been swooped out from underneath me. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it happens in, in the longer you're in the industry and the longer you, you play the game, the more it's going to happen. Um, it just, it just happens. And it's something happens with a relationship. Somebody, you know, takes somebody out on a golf course and happens to have a better relationship than you do with somebody at a different level or a higher level, right. uh, knows a CFO, knows a CEO, knows so-and-so that writes a checkbook. And the next thing you know, the deal gets sucked out from underneath you. Yeah. Um, I had a deal here in Georgia where I'm at, you know, where, where we were notified of the win, told that we had the best price, told that we were all done. We were ready, we were excited, we celebrated, we went out to dinner, we did all of our stuff. And the next thing I know, the, and that was on a Friday and on Monday we were told that we lost it. And we lost it simply because somebody signed something else, took somebody out, out over the weekend and right. the deal went the other way come Monday. Yeah. Um, and it's no failure that my team couldn't have done anything better than what they did. Right. Uh, and it just is, it, it sometimes stuff just happens yep. and you know, you can't kick their butts. I, I, you know, I couldn't have kicked my own, butt. you know, my leader couldn't have kicked my butt. There's just nothing you can do about it. And it's, right. it, it stinks. It's disheartening. It's discouraging. Um, but you know, you learn, um, and then you also learn the type of people that you want to work with. Right. and the type of people that you want to surround yourself with. And I think that's important too. Um, you know, I always tell my people, uh, and one of the benefits of working where I work now is, is I always tell them, I will always pick you first, right? And surround yourself with good quality people. Um, and, uh, and it's one of the things I, I like is, is, is pick good people, support good people. Right. And if you treat them right, they will, they will take care of your customers. Um, and that will always happen. Yeah, I believe that too. How do as how should a good sales leader use failure as a learning opportunity? Um, you know, I, I think there's always an opportunity for lessons learned, but the lessons learned have got to be effective. Um, you know, I think some of them get turned into finger pointing, um, and, and that's not that's ineffective. I, I think if it if it turns into a blame game and not something that turns into how do we avoid this in the future? How do we introduce a process? How do we uh, get better at identifying this as we're, as it's occurring? Um, that, 
you know, if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't end up with something to that effect, uh, and it ends up with, you know, who's going to get the axe, who's going to get fired today, you know, who, who, who's going to, who's going to, you know, end up with, you know, holding the, 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 the big bag of, of stuff right. at the end. Um, you know, I think that, that, uh, it's ineffective yep. and, um, um, listen, you know, whatever methodology you, you talk about, you know, uh, you know, fail forward, fail fast, whatever the, 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 uh, yep. the, 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 the terminology is of the, of the moment, um, whatever, whatever, um, a piece of that is that you want to grab, grab onto, um, failure is important. You know, um, the reality is, 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 is a winner has to be somebody who is willing to fail. That, yeah. That's all it comes down to, right? Oh, yeah. that, that, that's, that's all it is. And people need to understand that is, it, you can't win without being at risk of failure, oh, yeah. and that, and that's 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 it's it's part and parcel to it. Um, but but the other piece of this is is if we're failing because we're making stupid mistakes, that's a problem. And I will tell my people. You can ask anybody that works for me directly. Ignorance it, it, it carries such a bad connotation, right? Mm -hmm. um, I can deal with ignorant. Ignorant means you don't know any better, right? When you right. somebody says that you're ignorant, ignorant is like one of those words that just in your heart it makes you feel awful, right? Right? It, right. You know, but but ignorance is really not a bad word. Ignorant basically means you just don't know any any better, yeah. right? Stupid, stupid carries I mean, it means you know better, but you just did it anyhow. That's right. <laughs> right? So, so that's the that's the problem. Ignorant, I don't have a problem with. Right. Stupid, I really have a problem with. I don't mind having <laughs> ignorant people near me because I can fix ignorant. Right. It's hard to fix stupid. Right. 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 And so, and so, you know, if it's the issue is ignorance, we can fix that. Right. We can fix people that that have a problem they don't have the knowledge. Yep. But if we, if the problem is, is we have people that have the knowledge, but they choose to ignore the issue, that's mm -hmm. something where we have to fix, we have to take care of that, yep. right? Yep. And so if we're failing because of stupidity, yep. then, then that's, that's, that's something that's, that's, that's not really fixable. Well, it's yep. fixable in a hard way, yep. a way that we don't want to fix, or you know, we don't want to have to deal with, right? Yep. But, yep. but, uh, but, but you know, those are the things that we need to identify. But, yep. uh, but, but again, I mean, in the end, what we have to identify is stuff that is not a blame game, but is stuff that is easily repairable. Uh, that is something that is identifiable that we can we can fix through process. That we can we can identify early on uh, that uh, that that makes the next deal better. Yep. Uh, so we aren't replicating the same thing twice because if yep. we do it two times, that puts us in the stupid category. Right. We don't want to be stupid people. Yeah, let's continue this conversation after I ask my next question. Sure. CRM, do you love it or do you hate it? I love it. I love oh, it, actually. Wow. Uh, well, you listen, um, when for, for me, um, I'm, a, I'm a data head. All right. That bottom line, and I have to be. Um, I, um, as a partner led organization, um, again, I don't have a ton of sales reps. I don't want a ton of sales reps. I've managed organizations with a 200 sales reps, 300 sales reps, um, and, and a lot of direct business, uh, inside teams, uh, you, know, you know, taking inbound calls, outbound calls. I've right. seen it, okay? Um, and so all the nightmares around that, um, I would rather, 
um, uh, you know, manage the, you call them the special operations troops. Okay. Right. So, um, and have a smaller team, um, but managing a larger volume of deals. Um, I'll manage, uh, my team will manage 300, 400, 500 deals a quarter. Right. Yep. And so I need to, I need to have a general idea of what's happening in, in those, in, in those deals. I need to know, are the customers getting responded to? Um, you know, is, is, uh, you know, uh, when, 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 um, when uh, um, bids are coming in, are they being responded to in a timely fashion? Does, uh, you know, does the, uh, uh, you know, are we, are we, is, is our responsiveness a quality response? Yep. Uh, is it competitive? Is it, I mean, all, all the stuff that comes around it, uh, you know, are we getting smarter on the next bid? Uh, how does it correlate? You know, how does the finance correlate? So, right. I mean, that and its interaction with the various systems is incredibly critical yep. uh, for us as an organization. How do you, when you lose a deal, how are you tracking that failure, the components that led to, I don't, I don't like the word failure, it's, it's a loss. Yeah. Uh, but what components of around that loss are you tracking so you don't venture into stupid? Uh, well, probably not enough elements yet. I wish we were tracking more. And that's part of what we identify. So we usually have our sales operations uh, team go back and start to, to, to identify that as part of our loss analysis is, you know, are we tracking the right elements on failure? Um, you know, are there other pieces that we do have to track on that? So, I mean, was it, a, it was the loss in, in the solution? Did we not identify the appropriate technical elements? Was it a pricing loss? Was it a relationship? Uh, element, uh, you know, and then often what we'll find is as we go back and, and do the analysis is, is there an element that we completely missed? Right. Is there something that we're not tracking against that we do need to evaluate going forward uh, and incorporate in our uh, review uh, on the front side of the deal uh, so that we're, we're now evaluating that as we're doing our deal evaluation, starting our qualification process from the front right. end. So, right. you know, uh, is there something that we haven't considered? You know, maybe it's, you know, deals that we start on Tuesday are, yeah. are bad, you know, and so we don't start deals on Tuesday. Now deals on Wednesday are more successful for us, you know, <laughs> and, and sometimes you end up with, with, you know, screwy analysis like that right. because, uh, you know, the system can tell you things like, uh, you know, like that as you go through and you start getting your AI analysis through the system. Yeah. I love that you're doing that quarterly. I think that's so important. And I love that you're incorporating that feedback loop into your technology. Because again, if, it, if you're not capturing it, you can't measure it and you can't improve. So I love that you guys are doing that. Um, what, we're, we're almost out of time, but I want to squeeze in one more question. What has been your biggest struggle with CRM? over the years? Integration, honestly. And it, it's it, there's so many disparate systems that uh, organizations use yep. uh, and they don't always talk together. Um, yep. And there's always a data element that you need that sits somewhere else. Yep. Or somebody's created a spreadsheet or somebody has something that sits outside the system somewhere else. Where if I just had that one more piece of information in the system, it would probably tell me something else that's critical. Right. Um, because again, I think the more, um, the more the system begins to learn about how you conduct business, uh, the smarter it makes me as a CRO, uh, the smarter it makes my sales leaders underneath me, uh, the more responsive it makes us to our customers. Yep. Um, I mean, in the end, um, the CRM needs to talk with 
all the elements, finance, sales, services, the whole, the whole piece, they need to be able, because they're all correlated, they're all interrelated. Um, and there's elements of all of those that need to be able to function. Yep. Um, and, and that's what really what it comes down to. And it all has relevance to what I, I need in order to, to manage the business. I, I love that you said integrations because I, I just two days ago, I was listening to a call of, I think there are about 40 sales leaders all, you know, uh, meeting to talk about different issues and do experience shares. And one person brought up, Hey, I am new in this role. They have this CRM, but it can't integrate with anything else we're using and it's killing us. And I, it, I cringe when I hear that because to me, I think a critical element that gets missed a lot of times when CRMs are being selected, you know, people focus on the, the shiny lights and the whistles and the sounds and whatever, whatever grabs their eye. And they don't take that step back to say, hey, wait, this has to fit. It's part of our whole ecosystem of technology and it's got to fit and work with everything. Otherwise it has no value. 100%. And that happens all the time. So well, we forget that. And what we end up doing is we replace technology with people and, right. and it's hard to run um, uh, efficient teams. If you've got to keep adding bodies to it, it's great if you want to be a people shop right. and, 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 and keep adding, adding resources, but it's also hard to move fast. Um, yeah. You know, and I tell people all the time, I hate spreadsheets. Stop sending me spreadsheets. Oh, yeah. I want I want to be able to, if you show me a number, I want to be able to click on the number in the same platform that I'm already in yep. and drill into that number right then and there from the record that I'm on. I don't want to go into six more, six more different platforms or spreadsheets yep. or emails or anything like that. Leave me where I'm at right there and let me get to what I want to get to. Yeah, I think there's a great way to measure how well you're, you're, technology is supporting your sales process, count the spreadsheets that are being used, you know, and, and uh, if you're finding any kind of number of, oh, we've got this spreadsheet for that, and that's, you've got serious issues that need to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we are coming up on the, the end of our episode here, Rich. I really appreciate you coming on and listening to you. If people want to reach out and connect with you and learn more about your company, what's the best way to do that? So, you know, obviously I'm on LinkedIn, so you can get me on my LinkedIn profile. I'm you know, happy to connect with folks out there. Um, and uh, it's probably the fastest way to connect with me. Uh, so you can get me on there, obviously on our website, which I believe you guys will link on this as, as well. So, so certainly those are probably the easiest way to get to me, most efficient way to not end up in my spam filter. Uh, but uh, so, so those are probably the easiest way to, to connect me either through my LinkedIn profile or, or through the company website. Yeah. One quick question that I still am just focused on 190 countries. Yes. Um, what is there one just big problem with being in so many different countries? Is there one thing that comes to mind? Um, well, listen, there's always similar problems in the country. Um, but, uh, you know, what's I, I think what's what's interesting is, is everybody thinks that um, their country has a unique issue right so everybody says yeah but my country's got it, it's so much different but in the end um the problems are really the same right. um it's just it's just it's just you have to deal with different governments you know to right. get into the country yeah. but uh for for us you know i think what's what's very interesting is 
our ability to hop in and to look at it, um, we don't subcontract. You know, we don't we don't deal with you know five layers of different companies below us to get the right. job done, which is an incredible uh, um, opportunity for the people that we work with. Yep. And I think that that is uh, when you talk about a view into the companies that we uh, support, uh, just the ability to see the assets under your control yeah. from a process perspective to know that you actually do have a single global process yeah. uh, in each of those countries um, and uh, you know from a quality control um, from a just a holistic view uh, it, from a speed of, of response um, it, it's 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 a, a fantastic view for any organization, yeah. but um, uh, you know uh, another one of those sayings is is we tell our companies all the time yes you're you're unique just like everybody else so um, it's 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 pretty interesting. So I, I thank you for sticking around. I had to ask that question because I just it's amazing the, the story of your company is amazing. So thank you for coming on Sales Lead Dog. I really appreciate it. That's my pleasure. As we end this discussion on Sales Lead Dog, be sure to subscribe to catch all our episodes. On social media, follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Watch the videos on YouTube. And you can also find our episodes on our website at impellercrm.com forward slash sales lead dog. Sales Lead Dog is supported by Impeller CRM, delivering objectively better CRM for business, guaranteed.